This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Hello, and welcome to Flourish with me, Tiffany Boyd. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. I'm a mom to three beautiful boys, a wife, a friend, an entrepreneur, and so many other things. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. first 2022 and I don't often start the podcast so formally or so solemnly I'm here with uh, one of our favorite guests Emily and her stars and we've been chatting uh, candidly and somewhat vulnerably um, before the show talking about just the state of our world right now and um, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't note that things just, and I, I feel tears coming as I'm about to say this, but things just feel heavy right now and they are. And if you too are feeling like this, you are not alone. And I hope that in our show today, we can share some insights, perhaps some hope and some, just some genuine, vulnerable human connection that we need to create more of. Uh, so, so welcome, Emily. Hi, Tiffany. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for chatting beforehand too. I think so many of us, at least I would say everyone I've talked to actually has felt a heaviness, if not specifically today, for sure the last week and whether or not there's any break in sight is also heavy. So yeah, I'm anxious to talk about March. And I think part of what we need to do too is reflect back on February because wow, what a month. (laughs) Yeah, what a month indeed. So we, Emily and I had a program we ran in January. It ended on the 31st. And then we finally reconnected last week after you know, daily communication to like nothing for 21 days. And for me personally, it felt like I just kind of went into this time space vortex. Like there was lots going on, but I have to say that what I was expecting in the energy in February and what I experienced, it was kind of like, just like having the rug pulled out from underneath and not anticipating it. And so if any of you felt the same way, you are not alone in that. How, how is it for you, Emily? I would completely agree. So from a planetary standpoint, right, we had um, Mercury and Venus in retrograde for all of January. And so here we were, Capricorn asks us, 
the energy of January asks us to get moving, to get to the nitty gritty of how to do things, to build structure around our goals and our ideas. And yet here we were being pulled internally to look within ourselves to find that structure. And we were still in the midst of COVID lockdowns from the holidays and all of that felt heavy and slow and dense. And so to me, January was like this continuation of December. Things didn't really progress forward and it was very introspective. And then what happened was we hit the end of January, right? Mercury and Venus come out of retrograde so that we get that little jolt of like, oh, we're waking up. We need to worry about the rest of the world again for a minute. And we were still sort of digging through some of that energy. Here we move into Aquarius, which which is all about air, right? It asks us to get out and to be productive with people and look around at the world. And at the same time, we were still under lockdown. And then when that finally lifts in some ways, we move into this heavy Pisces energy mid-February. And that energy was asking us, I apologize, there's someone outside, the dog's barking. Um, it was asking us to get kind of spiritual again. So there's this constant push and pull back and forth of going with outside of ourselves and then into ourselves. And we want to escape in some ways into our mind and into our subconscious and get away from reality. And yet the way of reality is pulling us back so strongly that it's uncomfortable. And so for me, I definitely felt the forward motion in February, but it was not a comfortable forward motion at all. It wasn't. And as you were talking, the image that kept coming to mind was the idea of like so much compression, like in uh, the process of making a pearl and the grinding of the sand and just pushing and compression. And I do believe that this is part of a bigger story a bigger story in human evolution and we are in it. We are in the thick of it right now and it is heavy and hard and dense and hard to see through. And for me, one of the things that has been the most challenging is I can't make sense of what is happening with respect to what to anticipate. I was saying to Emily, you know, usually, you know, A leads to B leads to C or one plus one equals two, but sometimes A equals Z. And one plus one equals 17. And then the next time it's two. And so it's just kind of like the, our old ways. And I have to think that this is perhaps, or perhaps hope that this is um, indicative of new energy and new ways of doing things and the dissolving or unraveling of old paradigms and perhaps patriarchy and in that in-between, I think there is a lot of discomfort and it's easy, especially for some of us, you know, more light worker inclined individuals to look forward to, you know, this new age of Aquarius and this evolution perspective, but we sometimes gloss over, no, although not intentionally, perhaps what it, what it takes in terms of the, the inner work, just like to make a beautiful pearl, there's a ton of compression that needs to happen. And there's some grinding of sand to get to that space. And I, I believe we're in it and I believe it's for something greater, but it doesn't take away from how effing hard it is. It's really hard. Um, and yeah, we, where we were in lockdown, it was dark. 
Um, you know, it's, things aren't quite the same. We're not sure what new normal means anymore. It was like, you know, we we're going to return to normal. Then it was new normal. It's like, what the fuck's new normal? And now the world is exploding. And yeah. it's just, you know, there is, there hasn't been a lot of time for people to fill their cups back up, to know what cup they want to have filled. And we're feeling individual and collective trauma that we also have to process as we go through it all. So it's just, it's a lot and you're not alone. You're not alone if you're out there feeling any of this. Um, yeah. I think I described my emotions today um, as sad, angry, stuck, um, scared, hopeful. And then there's also like this overwhelming energy to just keep moving. <laughs> so I'm like exhausted because I don't want to slow down too and not sleeping and all of the things. Yeah. You know, I know I don't know what to do anymore. So I'm just painting my house. Um, so I don't know <laughs> last time I watched the walls. They're washed. So I thought I'd paint them. Paint them. Um, <laughs> so it's like, do something. And I have no idea what to do. So I just bought a lot of paint. Um, I might regret it later. <laughs> yeah. So with that, maybe let's transition and talk about what we see for March. I pulled some cards. I actually ended up pulling six cards, but we'll get into that after we talk first about the astrology. What's, what's in the stars? Okay. So sort of the, the big high points for the month. We'll start there. Um, March 2nd. So tomorrow we have a new moon in Pisces. We actually are lucky enough to have two new moons in March. We have one on the 2nd and one again on the 31st. And when we have two in a month, it's kind of like having two full moons. They call that a blue moon. When you have two new moons, they call the second moon a black moon. So this first one is conjunct or in a strengthening position with Jupiter. So there is a very optimistic feel. Jupiter loves Pisces. It kind of likes to expand and run away. But I think that's also where we're getting this feeling of wanting to escape in some ways and avoid the evolution and the transformation. So tomorrow when we're in full energy with that, just sort of sit in it for a minute, not to say you have to be in the uncomfort, but to acknowledge it and to send out whatever energy you have left. And also understand that so many of us are sending it out. And so to be sure to receive it as well. Um, March 7th, we've got two planets moving into Aquarius. Now this this is exciting in some ways because it's going to give us an opportunity for our minds and our hearts to get more aligned in this forward future thinking aspect, right? Um, our actions are all about Mars and our love and our values are with Venus. And so both of those are moving on the same day, uh, the seventh into Aquarius and Aquarius. It's all about wanting to break down the structures that no longer work and make them work for humanity in a positive way, right? It loves science, it loves technology, it loves futuristic ideals. And with all of the sort of hacking I've seen going on with this war, I think it's very exciting to see if our battleground can instead be not focused on human life, but can be focused on computers and digital realms. It's very interesting. And that's a very Aquarius 
um, energy. So be, yeah, pay attention to that as it kind of unfolds through the week. On the ninth, we have Mercury moving into Pisces and Mercury is communication and mindset. And Pisces is again, this heavy energy. Um, I did a blog post and an Instagram post about the history of the sign of Pisces. And I do want to pause here for a minute because we are going to be in Pisces energy through really until the 20th of March. So it's, it's a big influence. And Pisces is represented by the two fish and they're tied together with a cord or with a band. And one kind of moves upward into the ethers and the other is swimming downward into the ground or into the underworld. And it's this idea of duality and that both can exist at the same time. And what we have to do is to walk that line between disappearing into either. We can stay too grounded and too focused on the day-to-day realities and not let ourselves daydream about better options and connect to the spiritual and higher realms. But we can also disappear into those spiritual realms and disconnect from reality. So during Pisces season, if you're finding yourself dipping back and forth between those two, it's okay. But understand that it is bigger this year than normal because we've got that Jupiter energy in there expanding it. Um, Another thing to keep in mind about Jupiter and this time of year, Jupiter rules the signs that are really known as our most holy times of year. So Sagittarius season is Jupiter and that's Advent in the Christian religion. And right now in Pisces season, we have Lent. And so there's constantly this anticipation or waiting for something to happen that's kind of emphasized during this point. And I think we're all feeling like waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, at Christmas time, it's the anticipation and build up for Christmas. And then it doesn't always play out as we end, as we think it will. And so be aware that that's similar energy right now, the building and the waiting and the fearfulness. Um, so just don't let yourself get carried away. On, let's see, let's look at the full moon on the 18th. It's going to be in Virgo. Virgo likes a little bit of structure. It likes science and it likes to get rid of things that don't fit. It's a examination and a release of things that don't really matter. So that'll be a great time to even charge spiritual tools or to do meditations around what can I do in my life to simplify in some ways. Uh, The equinox and Aries season starts on March the 20th. And I think it's exciting to have, you know, spring equinox coming right around the corner in Aries. It's all about that burst of excitement and the sort of passion that comes with that excitement. And it's going to feel very different than this Pisces season has. Now it's going to take a little bit of time for the planets of mindset and values and action and all of them to catch up. So it's not going to be an instant gratification, but it will build. The Uh, Mercury will move into Aries a week later on the 27th. So that's when we're going to get a little bit quickening of that communication and mindset. And then we're going to finish out the month on the 31st with that new moon in Aries. And again, Aries is passion. And so maybe towards the end of the month thinking, okay, if there's any movement um, in the world and making adjustments to what lights you up, that will be a good focus for that moon.
<laughs> I, thank you for sharing this. I was making notes as you went. And um, if you're okay, I, I almost want to segue yeah. into what I pulled as well, because mm -hmm. there are many, many parallels. And I hope that they're helpful for people to, to make sense of what feels rather senseless, perhaps on a grander scale. And one of the predominant themes that is emerging for me in March is this notion, and this is a broader theme, I think, for the year as well, of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. With Aquarius energy, one of the things that I think it offers coming into um, the time, like the Aquarius time, as we move away from broadly uh, a Piscean era, is this notion of divine feminine. And one of the things that I'd like to draw people's attention to as we've kind of been coming into this time in sort of the shadow period leading up, and this is how I make sense of it, and I'm not uh, an astrologer, so um, this is just Tiffany's version of making sense of it, but in the last few decades, the amount of progress and change that we have made on various movements in the collective, whether it be the Me Too movement or you know, people coming in as uh, without having specific identifiers or being, you know, the rise of, of trans culture and just the ability to be who you are and moving away from patriarchy. These things would have been absolutely unheard of. And the evolution of some of these movements were so slow up until this point. So there's been this quickening. And I just want to acknowledge that we're seeing that if you start to look at some of these things in an aggregate sense, things are progressing and moving and evolving. And again, it's hard. There's some rub with it. And I think we're on the cusp of greater evolution on that path towards the divine feminine. And I think as what we're being called to do as women is to rise into the power that exists in sitting in our divine feminine nature. And that doesn't mean that this isn't about men. Men have a divine feminine and it doesn't mean that it isn't about acknowledging the masculine, but what we've been expressing and how we express power is not the divine masculine. We have started to associate the gender and male power dynamic in a way that is very unhealthy. And if you look even around the world right now and the expression of that and where it's coming from, there needs to be a shift. And that shift is not about stepping into the realm and playing in that arena. It's about building a new arena and mm -hmm. it's building it differently. And so I invite you to acknowledge the power within you, to acknowledge your divine feminine, to acknowledge that love and gentle energy that while subtle sometimes is incredibly powerful. And I think as we start to acknowledge that we are going to see that the consciousness of the collective starts to raise, that the opportunities and the invitation and the freedom starts to emerge for new ways of being and higher levels of safety. And we need to create safety and space for things to change. And so the cards, as I pulled them, it's interesting. The, the So I pulled um, six cards and the, the bookends are both cards of freedom. The first one is the four of wands freedom. And the last card was the devil card, which is the angel of freedom. The cards in the middle. So I've got the queen of cups, which is about sensitivity, which echoes a statement of divine feminine. 
and the empress, empress, the angel of abundance. And I feel these two cards are very much talking about the divine feminine, the birth of a new age, stepping into your sensitivity, stepping into this Aquarius energy, this time. And we have, this is when we shift signs, um, like Pisces was the predominant sign for the last 2000 years. So we're talking like big chunks of time and we are just now emerging into the age of Aquarius. And this is, this is technology. It is communication and is divine feminine. And Emily, as you were talking, you were talking about, um, two of the planets moving into Aquarius are Mars and Venus. And what went through my mind is women are from Venus and men are from Mars and this duality of divine feminine and divine masculine and finding our foothold and that Venus is the planet of love and Mars is a, pla a planet of action. Mm -hmm. So how are we finding that, that balance? And so I think this month is an opportunity to understand and look at things differently and start to find new ways of being and realizing that in being you are enough. Sometimes being is, is enough. And like the action that you need to take is just to be embody love, pray, think differently, raise your vibration, change your way of thinking and start to let that emanate into the world around you. And as you do it and the person next to you does it and the person next to them does it, you know, we start to change the world that we live in. Um, the next cards that I had were the angel of blessings. Um, and I think this is about what can come. And I actually want to read this card because it's not one that has come to me often. So I want to share it so that people can read into it their own meaning, because I think it's a bit of an individual one for people to acknowledge what that means for them in their own life. Let me just pull it up here. So um, the angel of blessing stands for education, relig religious orthodoxy and marriage. The keyword gateways brings together these meanings. Through education, we broaden our horizons and through love commitment, we open a door to another new world. He represents religious tradition. So it can also be a sign of hope or restriction. However you interpret him, this card reveals a new development in your life. It's time to get the right support to take the next step, accept guidance, listen to your inner voice and trust your angels. And so here, I think we're talking about new paradigms and, you know, religion is a beautiful thing. However, religion also has been the face of many horrible things. And so this is where I think we're being asked to use discernment. And I think we live in a time now where it's hard to know what to believe and what to trust. You can look at different news outlets and get the same story reported entirely differently we are waiting for things like disclosure or other information from our government bodies. And I believe that this is an opportunity for us to all step into our own self-sovereignty, to realize that the answers we seek are within, that we have the power, that we have the discernment, and we have the capacity to filter, to find the truth, and to use whatever mechanisms we need or to develop those within ourselves to identify that, and to also take our power back in seeking the truth. We do not need to wait. And we have been in a culture where we have had the comfort in just being and waiting for direction and what's coming next and what to trust, whether it's the news outlets or our governments. And it's not to say that those don't have a place, but you have a place too. 
and you can play an active role in this. And for me, that is what comes up here. So again, I read it because that may be a personal interpretation, but it's coming through strongly. And I wanted to offer people the opportunity to do their own discernment because we all have our own unique relationship with that. The next card is about uncertainty. And I mean, how could that not come up? Uh, so yeah, there's a little uncertainty right now. Um, we'll just put it out there. And Thanks say, for the obvious spirit. Yeah. Oh, that's an understatement. But I think it's deeper than that. So what they're saying to me, what I'm getting here is that the book is yet to be written. We are uncertain, but it is for us to write. And so again, coming back to the first cards and taking back your sovereignty, choosing to be intentional, choosing to raise your consciousness, we will write what that looks like. And that is both scary, but also a huge opportunity and a huge reminder around our own self-sovereignty and how you as an individual affect the collective and you have power and you have responsibility in this. So to own it and remember that all you have to do is be. And the last card is the devil, the angel of freedom. And it's an image of um, an angel releasing uh, a dog from its change, chains. And I'm going to read it too. And I feel for me, the imagery in this evokes the idea of freedom from the toxic masculinity and stepping into what is truly divine power in divine balance, masculine and feminine. Um, let me read it. The angel of freedom brings an opportunity to be free of restriction. This may be an uh, overbearing boss, an affair that leads nowhere, an agreement with an ex-partner, materialism, or an addiction that keeps you locked in a cycle of guilt and frustration. When this card comes up in a reading, your own angel of freedom is close by, helping you release old patterns free up your energy. When you step away, you will see just how powerless that old devil really is. This is powerful. See the truth. You have power to change your situation at any time. I choose to be free from whatever holds me back. And now I just want to go back and talk about this notion of consciousness. Because what we consume, what we believe, and what we perpetuate becomes our reality. And we have to be very thoughtful holders of the pen and very thoughtful filters of information. And I think just tuning your own frequency to be alert to that and to trust your discernment. Consciousness is one of the most effective ways to control or manipulate. And I'm not saying that there are necessarily agendas, but what I am saying is that Sometimes it is the subtle things that we take for granted that we haven't seen in this way before that we start to see a little bit differently. And we recognize that all it is is waking up that allows our own freedom to come. And so there are very subtle, gentle things that you can do stepping into your own self-sovereignty into your own power that can create this freedom. And so I feel like this was in some ways a call, a call of action to all of us mm -hmm. to step up into our power and to especially, especially acknowledge the divine feminine within and to acknowledge her, to appreciate her and to really step into it. It's time. It is time. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's spot on. I think it's important to remember that while our heart is with Ukraine, that at the same time, Ukraine is not saying to us, stop living your lives, stop doing what you have the freedom to do. They're asking us to support them and to keep them upheld. And I'm trying to remember to do that as I move through my day to not sink into being a victim and, and not being able to move through my day with the freedoms that I'm lucky enough to have and still hold space for them. And I want to acknowledge that as light workers, and that's who's listening, right? That's what we're we're talking to here. We feel consciousness. We are empaths. And so to think that you don't feel the consciousness and the weight of what the world is feeling right now, you have to give yourself credit that you are feeling it and that it is overwhelming and it's okay to cry. It's okay to have all of those feelings at the same time. And also to sink into what is yours and what isn't. So if you're feeling pulled down to take the time for self-care, it isn't selfish. It is self-care so that you can refill your own cup. I'm saying this for myself too at the moment. <laughs> I'm loving but to, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but to... Uh, take care of ourselves as an empathic vessel in order to uphold the consciousness and to continue the positive aspects of what will come out of this because it will be positive. We've had these planetary aspects in ways before and we survived it and came out at a beautiful place at the end. And then to also sit with the fact that it's okay to turn it off sometimes sometimes you can get guilted into bypassing it or you can think if i don't watch the news then i'm not being responsible or if i only watch the news then i'm being obsessive you have to work this entire situation in the way that is appropriate for you there's no rule book we haven't done this before <laughs> mm-hmm. and i also want to tap into the fact that um saturn is in the sign of aquarius and it's been there since march of 2020 and this is a repeated pattern that hasn't happened in 28 years right it takes about 29 and a half technically years for saturn to do a full circle through the zodiac and so if you look at what was happening in the world about 29 and a half years ago we had in February and March and April of 1991, we had the first steps where the Soviet Union was starting to dissolve. And in 1993, we had this incredible signing of the Strategic Arm Reduction Treaty. And we had observers going to Mars for the first time. So there's so many similarities to what's happening now that it's important to not lose touch with the idea that we are supposed to be focusing on this right now. We can go through this and come out the other side in in an even better position. I've never seen so many world leaders and countries pull together in such a quick way. To watch a war happen in real time is incredible. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting in all of my discomfort and crying pretty much daily Mm -hmm. and (laughs) 
having all of the feels and we don't have the answer. And I, I wish I could give an answer that says in the stars, things are going to be miraculously better. We can interpret it in a million different ways. I can just tell you that it's happened before and you know, in 29 years, it'll do it again and we'll be in another place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I'm rambling a little. <laughs> no, I'm appreciating it. And I think it's worth emphasizing. You made such a great point that judgment is not valuable. It's not helpful. And we are our own worst critics. And I truly, truly believe that as we start to take care of ourselves, which means sometimes that we are living in some duality and perhaps, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. I've said this before, you can mourn deeply and still find joy. And the joy you feel doesn't take away from the mourning that you're experiencing. And so it's okay to be this and something else. And it doesn't degrade one or the other. We are complex human beings and we are serving the world when we take care of ourselves. And that really is about also acknowledging the divine feminine, which would never ask you to deplete yourself. And so we need to let go of these, like that is just another old paradigm where it's, you know, the martyr. Right. We're not, not going to do that anymore. That doesn't work. It's time to let that bitch go. Um, like, <laughs> you know, and I, I say that like lightly about, you know, ourselves reflecting to ourselves and not referring to a specific person when I say that. Um, but she doesn't serve you. She does not serve the world. And when you know that it becomes an excuse. So don't let yourself go there. Take care of yourself. Um, think about that beautiful inner child or the child in your life. You would never ask that child to be in that situation. You would always take care of them and you too deserve that. Um, yeah, I Mm. think that it'll be interesting to see how March unfolds and, um, you know, when we come back for April, we'll reflect and see, you know, what we have learned and where we were right and where we were wrong. And, you know, again, how we can move forward in the most constructive way. It's super helpful to us when you guys reach out and share anything because, um, it allows us to customize and tailor our messages a little bit. So where people do reach out and share, whether it's questions or reflections, it's, uh, it's very welcome. So please feel free. And I think it's helpful uh, for people to know they're not alone when you engage in the conversation as well. So thanks for people that do reach out and engage. Any last reflections, Emily? I think it's so funny that I pulled an animal card again this month and I pulled dolphin. And on the dolphin spirit card, it says this and that are both true. Really? (laughs) Which I was waiting for you to say the exact words and I was going to be like, really, Tiffany? I promise it's not scripted. So yeah, I wish we could make it up. I'm not that good of a writer. I don't. Yeah. Me um, yeah. So, you know, just step into that divine feminine, step into your sovereignty, step into, you know, being your own filter and using your discernment and just emanate that beautiful love that's inside of you. And that's enough and take care of yourself so that there's space for you to to be the love. I yeah. love that. Thank yeah. you for sharing today, Tiffany. And thank you. Yeah, it was all the feels, all the feels yeah. today. 
I know <laughs> I'm going to get off and I need a good cry. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to the listeners for, for coming and being here and taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time. Uh, we're sending you lots of love uh, now, especially, but always. We hope that I'm you have a lovely day. We look forward to connecting again soon. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.